The Army's ambitions are embedded in the very name of the new organization the service stood up earlier this year to guide its cloud activities, the Enterprise Cloud Management Office. Officials say even though the Army has been consuming cloud services for years, both government ones and commercial ones, there was a clear need to synchronize those activities and scale them across the entire Army. From a technology perspective, the office has three main goals, according to Paul Puckett, the ECMO's director. Provide cloud-based shared services that the entire Army can use, deliver software development tools so the Army can make cloud-native applications, and put cutting-edge data management and data analytics tools in the hands of end users. And really those three technical capabilities put together uh, is what we see as a foundational element that all of the Army needs to lean into. Uh, but what we find is that leveraging common services allows us to stop toiling with basic uh, IT technology uh, configuration management uh, and starts us to allow us to really start to focus on our applications and our data uh, and how we can start to receive feedback from our soldiers in the field and design new solutions and deploy those solutions in real time uh, to be able to capture that feedback. And that requires a secure foundation in the cloud found with common services that requires the basic tools of modern software development. And it also requires our ability to tap into all of our data sets in real time to be able to respond. Along those lines, the Army's headquarters issued a new data strategy and execute order last November, explicitly framing the new data governance model as a way to support migrations to the cloud. Puckett says the overall goal is to let the Army see itself and ask questions like, where is its most important data stored as of now? How could it be broken out of the silos where it sits today? If the Army can answer those questions, it can start to build cloud solutions that serve not just its garrison users, but extend all the way to the battlefield. These can't be solutions that are only found in the continent of the United States, where we do have 5G uh, and fiber abounds everywhere. Uh, we need these capabilities for our ability to have online, on-demand computing resources in a networked architecture, even at our tactical edge, even in disconnected environments. Uh, and our ability to extend these capabilities to the tactical edge, uh, whether we have good comms or not. Uh, because as the uh, Deputy Undersecretary says, uh, in order for us to compete and win, uh, we need to be able to share data from uh, the foxhole to the enterprise and back. Uh, and that requires our systems and our architecture and our cloud uh, to be designed and built to be a global asset uh, and not just a capability at the enterprise. And even though the Army has a long way to go before it can say its enterprise cloud offerings are truly integrated with its tactical ones, it's already seen huge value in using cloud-native principles for its tactical systems. That's according to Brigadier General Martin Klein, the director of the new Strategic Operations Directorate in the Army's G357 organization. The Army plans to test those concepts at large scale this fall when it tries to demonstrate the application of AI and other emerging technologies to cloud-based data in a series of experiments called Project Convergence. Designed to actually get out in physical environments and experiment with the systems that we have. We found that over the course of the last uh, six months in particular since I've been here, how important the cloud is to doing that, right? And so over the course of the last 10, 15 years, we've invested heavily in these, in these large data centers to where we have this repository of data uh, that wasn't necessarily exposed to the community of interest. And so we have found that by orchestrating um, using cloud abstraction layers that we're actually able to communicate more effectively. It's really leveraging the information that we have to great effect throughout the Army, throughout the community of interest, whether that be modernization or operations, 
or frankly throughout the joint force and uh, we found that to be quite liberating. If the Army's ideas about extending cloud services to the tactical edge sound familiar, it might be because they're quite similar to the goals the Defense Department has articulated for the entire joint force under its JEDI cloud program. JEDI, of course, is still tied up in a long-running bid protest litigation saga, but Army officials assume the cloud services they're building now will need to fold in with a DOD-wide enterprise cloud of some kind or another. Klein says the Army's confident they'll be able to do that because it's building its applications in a cloud-agnostic fashion. And as we know, if we go from a Microsoft Azure or an AWS or even a Google for that matter, that there's going to be slight variations in doing that. But what we're trying to do is build with those cloud-agnostic tools so that as uh, the department stands up an enterprise cloud for the department, that we can immediately lift uh, in various impact levels all the way from uh, secret or even top secret down to just regular unclassified. A lot of what we're doing with experimentation is we're using sample data and building it in an IL2, an impact level two unclassified cloud. And then we're taking that uh, software code and we're lifting that to various impact levels, getting authorities to operate, authorities to connect in these environments. Um, but what we're finding is by, again, using these cloud agnostic tools, uh, we are much better off. Puckett says whether it's an Army Enterprise Cloud in the short or medium term, or the Jedi Cloud in the long term, the Army is going to need to fundamentally rethink its approach to developing software. This is leaning into of this world where we see uh, true agile methodologies where, you know, we're not just working in sprints, but the true core components of Agile is to field solutions early and often in order to improve how well we're meeting the needs of our customers. Uh, and so our ability to receive that feedback and then be able to uh, adapt to that feedback and deploy a new capability requires us to fundamentally change the entire software development lifecycle and how we're applying that across the United States Army. Because it's really important to note as we move into this as a service model, um, we're starting to see really software-defined everything, software-defined data centers or software-defined networks. Uh, but really software is where we see uh, the digital age moving forward. And so we really need to have that core competency established. And that gets to the most important piece, which is our people. Jared Serbu, Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.